are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I am not addressing in my message today the um, coronavirus. I'm not even going that direction. We can apply it that way. But this message was born in my heart. I want to say, I believe it was last Sunday afternoon. It may have been Monday afternoon, but I believe it was last Sunday afternoon. Before I knew that the, uh, uh, the county would come in and say you can only have a 1,000 in church. Well, when they said that, we just assembled immediately and figured out with the staff men on Wednesday afternoon, we're going to have multiple services. We'll have the Brother Cooper was going to preach at 8.30, and then I was going to preach at 11, and we'll bring 1,000 in, 1,000 in. We'll have other auditoriums. It had been great. And then they came in and said 250. And we were still trying to figure out how to have all of our different auditoriums. We got so many, have so many on both properties. And I have men preaching. Then... As I was speaking, speaking to the student body of the college on Friday morning about noon, uh, the county said there'll be only 35 people assembled. And so we have gone this way for three weeks, and our schools are shut down, and our ministry here, the church is, but we're going to keep it alive. These are not going to be vacation days. I'm meeting with all of our employees tomorrow morning, the pastors first, and then I meet with all of us a little bit later, and we're working. And we have things planned, door knocking, the Bible campaign, soul winning, work days on the property, a study, the Word of God, staying in touch with our people that we love so much, our students that we love so much. And so we're looking forward to all that. God placed this on my heart about a week ago. The remedy for sin. The remedy for sin. And we want you to see, and I'll, I'll get to my text, it's beyond what Brother... Bertram just read, but I've asked him to bring it down to these verses. But I need to introduce the message by looking at verse 1. The vision of Isaiah. Isaiah was a city man. And he was born in the city, and he had a heart for his city. Reminds me of that great message we heard preached at Pastor's Conference, My City. The vision of Isaiah. You know, I have a vision for our city, and I have a vision for this great church and I'd like to ask all of God's people that are watching uh, whether your job is shut down for three weeks or whether there's coming a closure of everything for a week or two or three. I'd like you to develop a vision for your life. Let's not just be careless during these days. Uh, let's get a vision what God would have you to do. The vision of this, uh, uh, this Isaiah, the son of Amos. And he then talks about how he served his generation for 62 years under these four kings. It was a good time. It was really a good time. It was a prosperous time with Uzziah and Jotham and Ahaz and Hezekiah. Good things were taking place. In particular, I think of Uzziah and Hezekiah. There was a sense of a little bit of renewal and revival. Things were going great. But God's not going to see it that way. God's going to see it different. And I invite you into the courtroom of God today. It'd be as if the guard would say, all rise, and God the judge is gonna come on the bench. 
he is going to present the indictment against the people of God. He's going to say, here's where you're wrong. But God, we're giving feasts and we're giving offerings and, and things that we, we've broken down some of the high places and things are looking good. Uh, yeah, but that's not how I see it. And it begins with a very powerful word. God Almighty through Isaiah penning these words says, here, listen up, pay attention. The caller calls out, here, O heavens, Give ear, earth, and everybody's involved in this, heaven and earth. This courtroom scene is very somber. For the Lord has spoken. And God begins to lay out his case for judgment on the people of God. He said, I have nourished thee and brought thee up children. and They rebelled against me. I pastored long enough here now to know that it is such a sorrowful thing when we see families hold that little baby and that little baby then one day grows up to reject the faith of mother and dad or becomes careless or still becomes religious like this crowd was and doing the religious things but there really was no heart in it for God. And God said, I, I brought you up, I nourished you, I took care of you, I fed you. God's been feeding this country for a long time. We have churches dotted all over the map, been preaching the gospel. We have church buildings that are sitting empty, however, today. You know, in addition to that, God's nourished us physically. God's taking care of us. And then he begins to say, I want to call some animals to the scene. God said, let's bring the ox. Let's bring the ass or the donkey. The ox knoweth his owner. So when the owner of the ox comes in, boy, I better obey I know that voice. That's my master. That's the guy that bought me. That's, that's the one. And he's referring to a human person. I know my owner, the ox. I'm going to obey my owner. I know he's not going to let me get out of line. He, I know my owner. And the ass, his master's crib. But Israel doth not know. My people doth not consider. They've rebelled. They're neglecting God. And he says, ah, sinful nation. I mean, in the courtroom, it's being laid out. Ah, sinful nation. A people laden with iniquity. A seed of evildoers. Children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. But we're going to church. I, I know, I know. You're doing, we're giving, we're giving this, we're doing this. But, but God said, I, I'm laying my case out. I want you to hear, I have a problem. Why should you be stricken anymore? Why will he revolt more and more? The whole head is sick and the whole heart is faint from the sole of the foot. From the sole of the foot unto the head, there's no soundness in it. Wounds, bruises, putrefying sores have not been closed, neither have they been bound up or mollified with ointment. Ointment has not been put in to soften it and to begin a healing. Your country is desolate. It's desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Strangers devour it. Boy, this sounds like someplace I know. Your presence in your presence, and, and it's desolate, overthrown by strangers. And the daughter of Zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard. A cottage is placed in the vineyard to protect the vineyard. 
and a lodge or like a hut in the garden of the cucumbers, a place of protection. Except the Lord of hosts had left us a very small remnant. I still believe there's a remnant today. I believe, Brother Poussin, there's a remnant that God still can use and God's gonna use this remnant right now in this day and this week or two or three or four, whatever it's gonna be. God's gonna use this. He will get the glory for he is God. We sang about it, holy, holy, there's none beside thee. Then God said about verse 11, the purpose of the multitude, your sacrifice unto me, saith the Lord, I am full of burnt offerings. God said, I'm tired of the rams, the fat of the beast. I delight not in the blood of bullocks. But we're doing religious things. Yeah, but your religious things, he says, are a stench. I want you. You that have rebelled and you that have rejected and you with your lofty eyes. Notice that he says, he says, verse 13, bring no more vain abominations and incense and an abomination unto me, new moons and Sabbaths and assemblies. I cannot, I cannot away with it. It's iniquity. My soul hateth. They are troubled to me. I am weary to bear them. We're getting to our message. And when ye spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes. Oh God, God, help us. And yet God, 2 Corinthians, 2 Chronicles 16, his eyes are running to and fro to see where he can stop and say, there's a righteous man, I'm gonna bless him. The problem is not with God, the problem's with Jack Treber. The problem's not with God, the problem's with God's people. God says, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. And now we get to our message. There's a remedy. But it's not doing things that are external. It's doing things that are going to change the inside. And I know this is a play on words, and I never thought it, because when God gave me this, I did not know about washing your hands 20 seconds and all that until I heard the vice president say that this week, how we should be washing our hands. I heard him on Wednesday. God has laid out the courtroom the case against his people. The, 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 the God of Almighty, God Almighty, he, is, he said, here's, here's, here's the problem. I'm gonna ask God's people nationwide, worldwide, in these days to examine your heart. I wanna thoroughly examine my heart. I know my frailty, I know my weaknesses, but I know I do want to please God. I'm gonna use these days to get closer to God. I'm gonna get used these days, and our staff, our men, we've already met, we're, we're, we're meeting again tomorrow. I want us to do more to pray for the members of our church. I'm so thankful we have a chairman of the deacons, Brother Alan Van Dyke's been here 40 some years. And he's asked the deacons, every one of you, 38 deacons have 47 families. You're an under-shepherd. We want you to do more than ever to pray for them and notify them and let them know that we're, we're here. I, I want to do more for the people of God. I want to do more for the elementary kids on my knees and the junior high and the high school and the college kids. I want to do more for my pastor friends. I, I tell you, I'm just, 
I'm overwhelmed with our members and how they have texted and emailed. I'm overwhelmed at pastors. You know, you get a squeaking wheel. This guy, well, he said this to the Pope, we're against him. So it goes online and, and he's again, I want to tell you, for every one clown that does something like that, there's a hundred that love what God's doing here. I'm so very grateful for it. And I want to do more to pray for the people of God and love the people of God. And so God's laid it out. And he says, the first thing I want you to do is to clean up. Verse number 16, wash you. Make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings. Wash you. When the remedy of sin, we need a remedy for sin. God says, I want you to clean up. Not on the outside. We can be white sepulchers on the outside and look good. God says, I want you to get washed, thoroughly washed and cleansed on the inside. See if there be some wicked way in me. The old song that was written in the 1800s, Lord Jesus, I long to be perfectly whole. I long for the, to ever to live in my throne. And my soul break down every idol, cast out every foe and now wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Lord Jesus, for this I most humbly entreat. I wait, blessed Lord, at thy crucified feet. By faith for my cleansing, I see the blood flow. Now wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. I like that last answer, Lord Jesus. Thou seest, I patiently wait. Come now and with me in a new heart create. To those who have sought thee, Thou hast never said no. Thou wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Whiter than snow, yes, whiter than snow. Lord, wash me, wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. That's such a special song. We know the fact that snow, and we don't have snow around here, in the center of it is a speck of dirt. And the ice forms around that speck of dirt. And God says, I'll make you whiter than snow. David had committed sin with Bathsheba. And he said in Psalm 51, wash me. I want to be whiter than snow. I want you to pray that your pastor, God, would reveal everything, any hidden crevice, anything in my heart and life that would harm the cause of Christ. I want you to examine your heart. I want you to see that first he says, wash, get cleaned up. I'm almost out of time and I'll try to be out of time here quickly. Clean up. And then he said, I want you to cast out. Clean up, cast out. What is it? The Bible says in verse number 16, wash you, make clean. Here it is, put away evil from your doings. Ms. Treber and I were talking the other day about a Sunday school lesson. I spoke in class a few weeks ago, Leviticus 14, uh, 15 and 16, that, uh, chapter 13 actually and 14, about uh, leprosy in the home. And one thing is, y'all just shut the home up. God is allowing us to be calm right now. God's allowing us to be shut in right now. God's quieting down the streets, the roads. It was an amazing week around here this week with I could name, I guess, I think I could name them all. The high-tech computer companies all shut down for a week, for two weeks, for three weeks, and maybe even more. The roads were more quiet. The, the airports over the top of us, it wasn't as loud as usual. 
It's quieting down. That's a good thing. You say, but what about the stock market? The stock market is going to come back like a boom. The economy is going to come back like a boom in the midst of a bust. You watch. You watch what happens. It all take, God will take care of it all. But God says, I want you to take these times of self-emptying, cast out, put away, cast out some things. Each of us should use these days to say what I need to cast out. I hesitate to say this. Is adultery going on in your home and your mate doesn't even know it? What idols have entered into your life and into your home? An idol is anything that's more important than God. What job has captured your heart? That your job means more than God Almighty. Can you imagine if you were brought to the witness stand and God cross-examines and God lays out the charges against us and you say, but God, I have a good job and I'm giving a lot of money and thank God for that. And God is raising up people like that. Every church should have them. But don't ever allow that job to become the priority. It's an amazing thing, by the way. So many people that are blessed the most have not allowed the job to become the priority. A lot of times it's the ones that are trying to climb the ladder to get to that point. Uh, may, may it be that there's some filth on your uh, different devices that you have in your hands or in your possession that you're going to have to cast out? Are there some DVDs and things of that nature that are in the cabinet that need to be cast out? Let's do some house cleaning. Not only of a building, but of a, of a life. I want you to see that he says the remedy for sin is to clean up. The remedy of sin is to cast out. The remedy of sin is compassion within. Verse 17, learn to do well. Learn to do well. Brother David Russ and your brothers up there, Brother David in the sound room, thank you. Live stream people, thank you. But you know that God wants us to do well these days. I wonder what neighbor has just gone through surgery. I wonder what neighbor is an elderly person. I was thinking in our church, I told to my, talked to my wife this morning about this, there are some that are elderly in our church. And how we need to, maybe they're in a home, and, and I, in their own home, and maybe we ought to just get a little bit more groceries for them. Maybe we could think of something to care for them. And God says, I want you to learn to do well. Maybe we could cut a lawn for a neighbor. Maybe we could do something to help someone on the pathway of life and learn to do well. My wife would have never asked me to do this, but I got up early, early this morning. We're going to be having some grandkids here perhaps this week that are going to be staying with us. And I got thinking about our cupboards and and I don't know, I've heard that they've been just cleared out in the stores. And about five something this morning, I went to the store that opens at five, but they did not open to six. And when I got there about 10 to six, five to six, the people were at the doors with the carts out the door. And you walked in that store this morning. I would not normally shop on a Sunday. But there's so many aisles that are empty with different things and I thought even, maybe I'll get some ground beef. I can get those patties and barbecue them for the kids one day this week. But there was no ground beef to be seen. And there was no paper products there at all. 
and the water, I got a, a case and there was one case left and the whole shelves were gone. And, and you know, I'm trying to get some food, some extra food. And I said to the fellow, rang the groceries. He says, you want any money back? I said, I do. Can I, can I have, I'm not a hero. I said, I want four $5 bills. Because the lady and this check stand, she normally works in the floral department, I guess. My wife knows her. I was going to give her a $5 bill, say, get a cup of coffee. I didn't realize the Starbucks there was closed. So I gave her a five, and I gave the checker a five. I was going to give the bagger a five, and another one a five, and they said, we're not allowed to take money. And it sort of hurt me that I couldn't give to them. And, and that's nothing, because you folks do far more than that. Could you find somebody to help? Learn to do well. I'm going to look for opportunities every day of my life to do well. And now we come to the close, the call. The call, look what he says, come now. Come now. We clean up. We cast out. We have compassion within. When we get right with God, we, it shows up in love for people. It won't show up, Brother Bertram, with mean thoughts on the internet toward one another. When we learn to do well, then God says, okay, you're ready. Come now. Come now. I won't take the time. I have the great invitations of the Bible beginning back in Exodus and there even in Genesis, how God's always calling. We know Matthew eleven twenty eight, come unto me, all ye that labor. We know Revelation 22, I'll just give you those two. The spirit and the bride say, come. And whosoever will, let him come. God is always calling us, come home, come home. Come on home. He said, I want you to come now. Can you imagine this courtroom? Our Lord's laid out the case. We're guilty. He's told us to wash. Get washed up. Not your, just your hand. Get washed up. And, and then he said, I want you to cast some things out. And then I want you to do well. Do compassion toward people. But I want you to listen to me now real closely, he said. I want you to know in my closing arguments what I, as God, what I want to have happen. Come now. If you're at home, would you read it with me? Come now. Let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. God said, I can take care of it. You are guilty. Individually, Christians, we're guilty. Pastor, you're guilty. America, we're guilty. Worldwide, we're guilty before God. We should deserve to die and go to hell. But he says, come now, let's just reason together. I can change that stained garment and I can make it white like snow. What amazing God we serve. Really the verdict is up to you and me. 
Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.